Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NBA DFS Today podcast by Sports Ethos. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I'm super excited because we are actually introducing a brand new DFS contributor here at Sports Ethos, Mr. Pat Valenti. And uh, Pat, how are you tonight, my man? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I'm ready for uh, things to get back into the swing of things here post-All-Star break. You know, it's always that time of the year, the NBA season, where... Uh, if you're anything like me, which I'm sure a lot of people are that are listening, know you're in your you're in your season long league. You know you're playing DFS a lot of the nights, and you know that that wall hits, and you're I, I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait for the the slates to start back up. So uh, we'll see what we got here. Yeah, it's been kind of a lonely life here without any NBA games. I'm excited for me to get started again, but uh, I'm super excited, Pat. Uh, very you very much impressed me here uh, with the stuff that he brought to the table with his uh, his little. Um, interview with uh, with us here so excited to see what goes on but we do have an awesome slate here for you guys 10 game slate getting back into the swing of things as we mentioned here so we'll go ahead and just get started deliver you the goods again just want to go ahead and emphasize since we are starting back up maybe we got a few new listeners out there this is an early look at the slate of course things are going to change between now and when tip-off happens so do you know get that dfs pass it's five bucks a month at sportsethos.com we'll we'll hang with you in the discord talk you guys through what we're looking at you know as things happen uh and we'll definitely give you the dfs delivery also i think i'll be the one that delivers you that tomorrow it might be arnold actually uh, i think arnold's doing that but it's going to be uh, dropping a little later in the day uh so you guys get a little bit more updated information as you know um when injury news drops and things like that so uh all right pat let's jump right into it though man let's talk about this uh, i want to talk about detroit at indiana um, I think this is probably the one that jumps off the slate. I mean, it's not, this is not controversial. This is the top total on the whole slate. So, uh, we'll spend a little time here. Uh, looks like 11.5 point spread in favor of the Pacers right now on DraftKings and 247.5 is that game total. So, uh, it is the highest one currently on the slate, according to DraftKings. Of course, we can't take that as the Bible, but, um, you know, let me go ahead and just start here. Just I, I know you're new, so <laughs> go ahead and just break some stuff down here for everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, starting at the top here, let's just start the Detroit side. Um, you know, I, I didn't find a whole lot I loved on the Detroit side, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Cade Cunningham, I believe he's probable coming into this one. Yeah, yeah he's, he's probable. probable. He's got a problem yeah. tag last I looked. Yeah, so I mean, if he was going to be out, I mean, you know, I'm all over Jaden Ivey. I love Jaden Ivey here, but, uh, but since he yeah, is in. Him. Yeah, but since he is in, I, I'm kind of curious to see if uh, Isaiah Stewart suits up in this one. I know he just punched a dude, uh, but seems to not have to uh, be serving any time for that one. So I'd be kind of interested in him here at 5,500. But are there any guys here on Detroit that kind of jumped out to you as like, uh, you know, most rosters or guys that just kind of pique your interest? Uh, Yeah, I mean, just jumping back to Stewart real quick, Keith. Um, You know, last I looked, he was a game time decision. Um, He hasn't really received any... Uh, you know, for sure, suspensions or anything that I've seen from what uh, research I've done. Um, but he, he did have a he was on the injury report. Um, so, you know, just kind of monitor that. Like you said, this this is an early look here. Um, so, so you're going to want to keep an eye on that. And, uh, you know, I think Cunningham with a little bit of an injury tag, he, he might have a little bit of a little bit of suppressed uh, ownership coming in. Um, you know, people might like Ivy a little bit. You know, he's been producing a little bit cheaper tag as it is anyways. Um, I think Cunningham could be interesting in a, in a spot like this. Um, you know, he's got the ceiling. Um, and, yeah, he's a little bit of a pay up um, on a big slate like this. You know, they're, they're, you got to watch your pay up options. You really got to make sure you, you know, you're right on your pay ups. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I actually think Cunningham would be a decent look uh, in a spot like this. I know that's not – 
not a flashy <laughs> or a deep bench guy or anything like that, but I, I that's the way that I would lean myself. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And, um, you know, like I said, I didn't end up, you know, I make a dummy lineup, you know, kind of early on here, and I didn't end up with any Detroit guys in that, but I do I do see that, uh, you know, cutting hand there. I know Oscar Thompson's another guy at 5,000. Uh, he's been getting minutes, obviously, with uh, ever since Boyan Bogdanovich has been out of town. Um, he's been really absorbing all those minutes there. He's only 5,000. I mean, you know, what are we looking for there? We're looking for maybe 35, 40 DK points. Does he have that ceiling in him? I just don't know, honestly. Um, I don't feel comfortable with that enough. So, um, you know, ultimately, uh, I didn't end up with any of these guys. It's more about the Indiana side for me, obviously. And, um, you know, first and foremost, um, Tyrese Halliburton, 9,400. You know, again, yeah. not, a, not a flashy player or anything like yeah. that. But, uh, but you know, it is uh, it is pretty much uh, – I wouldn't call it chalk because it's not like, you know, we have an injury there. He's going to absolutely go off or anything like that. But yeah. um, it's a positive game environment, positive game script, a good, you know, matchup here for him. And, uh, you know, Halliburton, I think, has that ability to both score – and, uh, you know, assist with, at a very high rate. He's in Indiana where they just had, you know, the all-star game where he was just the hometown hero, basically, and, and went off. I think it hit five of six threes in that, in yeah, that all-star game. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, he was crushing it in, in the beginning, at least, of that all-star game. So uh, I didn't watch all of it. I didn't watch much of it at all, honestly. I don't I hate the all-star game. But uh, either way, I think he's a decent uh, uh, option here as a spend-up. Another guy I was looking at here uh, as well, Pat, on the Indiana side is uh, Benedict Matherin. He's only 4,500. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if I, I've got these guys both in my lineup right now, but I don't think I'm going to end up that way because um, I think for Matherin to kind of go off, you kind of have to have that scenario where the Pacers go up big early uh, and they end up just playing Matherin, you know, extra minutes because they're like, yeah. oh, we're up, we're up 20, 30 points. So why not play Matherin a little bit more? So I think I want to go with Matherin, though. It, that 4,500 price tag really shocked me a little bit because I was like, wow. Um, we've seen him, you know, be up in the five thousands, mid five thousands, and now we get a pretty good, you know, price cut here against a very bad defense. So um, absolutely, that's, and, yeah. So that's and, good. Uh, look at mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and you know, Matherin, you know, like you said, he's shown that ceiling before. Um, he was a high, high draft capital pick coming out of Arizona. Uh, definitely a flashy three and D uh, wing in the NBA. He definitely has that ceiling. Um, and from little bit of research that I did here tonight I did see that Aaron Naismith is is out on on the injury report um so that would that would kind of you know lend to you know your uh, Matherin point there um and I think as well to some some extent as Halliburton I know they're not the same position but uh you know that's less shots on the court you know Naismith is uh you know he's done, done well as a score scoring option for the the Pacers this year and I think that would help his case as well like you said as your your payup option there so uh, just keep that in mind, too. I, I, I like both of those calls there, you know, as far as Mather and, and uh, Halliburton, especially with the, the Naismith news. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, I think you can pretty much roster any of these starters on the Indiana Pacers. But, you know, Miles Turner, 6,500, also is pretty attractive. Um, just an attractive price tag there for a, a good, you know, a, a good uh, matchup here. Uh, and obviously, you know, Jalen Smith is questionable. So maybe Isaiah Jackson gets some extra run. He's 5,000, which is really tough, but maybe it's a GPP play or something like that. Where yeah. Again, you're you're just kind of scripting this as, you know, hey, the Pacers are going up big early and they're going to sit Miles Turner and play him like 25 minutes or whatever. And Absolutely. Isaiah Jackson will get, you know, 20 minutes, something like that. So, sure. Sure. <laughs> so that could be possible. So um, I think that's really all I'm looking at here in this in this game, though. Is there someone else that jumped out to you or, or do you think we can move on here? Uh, you kind of hit a couple of the guys that I was looking at there. You know, Jalen Smith does have, a, like you said, the questionable uh, game time decision tag there. 
Um, Isaiah Jackson's shown a little bit of a ceiling here this year. He would be a decent GPP option. If you're making maybe multiple lineups or in a couple different tournaments, he'd be a guy to maybe build, put in a couple builds, uh, as well as Miles Turner. Like you said, you know he has that that crazy ceiling that he can hit every every couple times a year. Um, you know, if Smith happens to sit, it's going to open up run for, for both of those guys to potentially, you know, uh, showcase their ceilings. Yeah, absolutely. I know you said you had a couple games you're looking at as well. Like, give me one of the games you're looking at. Uh, well, so so to start here, it's it's one that I'm sure not a lot of people might might think are sexy or flash or whatnot. But I kind of like this Nets Raptors game. Um, it's got a two thirty and a half total. Um, Toronto's favored by two and a half. I think it's going to be close through to the end. Um, Nets head coach Jacques Vaughn got yeah. fired here. Uh, for the all-star break here. And I know a couple of players on the, on the Nets team voiced their uh, displeasure with kind of how the offense was being run and whatnot. And uh, one of those guys was Michael Bridges. And uh, a lot of the times you see um, in a lot of sports, actually, I know it's a little bit narrative based, but uh, you know, coach gets fired and guys usually come out and play a little bit inspired, a little, little bit, uh, you know, wanting to, to showcase what, what they thought they were right in. And uh, just at the guys prices here, you know, Michael Bridges, is at uh, 7.3K, and these are all on DraftKings, by the way. Uh, 7,300. Um, Cam Thomas is at 7,200. Nick Claxton is at 6,900. Cam Johnson, 5,100. And uh, Ben Simmons at 5,600. Um, those are all kind of, you know, in that mid-range. You know, those are basically the studs, give or take, as you will, on this, on this Nets team. And uh, none of them are really crazy through-the-roof priced options. And you know, I think if you come back with that on the on the other side with um, Toronto with uh, Scotty Barnes, you know he's at 8,800. You can get it. You can get some really interesting game stack builds there on a game that I think is going to be a little bit lower owned, um, and I think um, might even get some overtime in there, some extra ball perhaps. You don't you don't like to always guess for overtime, but uh, you know it, I, I could see it definitely see that happening, and I think that's just be a decent way. Like you said, if you're playing GPPs, which I normally play mostly myself, could be a different way to differentiate yourself from the field and uh, maybe get some bonus basketball. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, man. I definitely, I'm all over Mikhail Bridges. I think he's a fantastic play here. I think um, this game, just looking on paper and, you know, what these two teams bring to the table. And I, I love, you know, the narratives going on as well with Jacques Vaughn being ousted. You know, they were saying they were running their offense through Ben Simmons, which is really a crazy thing to even say, because why would you run an offense, an NBA offense through a player that doesn't want to score, can't Correct. shoot, uh, yeah. It makes, I mean, I get it if he's a distributor in the middle or something like that, I yeah. get it, but like, it's, it's just, it's insanity to me, but yeah. supposedly they're going to be building around Mikael Bridges going forward. So, um, Which is the right, right move. I've, yeah. I've always liked Bridges as a player yeah. myself, and I definitely think he has a ceiling that he's hit a few times this year and he's been solid. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's another level to his game that we can see this year. And I, yeah. I just think that's a good price tag for him. And I think you could even this this uh, last half of the season here, I think we could see his price even skyrocket a little bit more before it's all said and done. Yeah, he does have a few 50 point games, a 60 point game. I'm looking here. So um, there is definitely a ceiling there for him, for sure. And, uh, you know, one thing about this Toronto team, and I've been attacking them uh, on the betting angle on the betting side as well, because they just they don't want to win games and they're not really trying to win games right now. So um, at some point they're going to lay down and, and let this team kind of walk over them, I think. And, and I think the Brooklyn Nets are, are going the other way. Um, they do want to win games. They do think they have enough to win. So um, yeah. so I like that call a whole lot. So um, that's excellent, man. And I'm going to move on here to a game uh, that I like as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about 
you know what? Let's let's go ahead and hop over to the Charlotte and Utah game. I gotta talk about yeah. these teams. I love these teams. I love when bad. Well, the Utah Jazz are not a bad team, quote unquote, but I love when bad defensive teams at least uh, meet meet each other, and Absolutely. that's definitely the case here. So um, obviously it's DFS. We all love that, of course. That's that's nothing sure. crazy, but uh, but let's talk Charlotte, Utah. Um, and I think there's a couple of guys on Utah specifically that we need to target that are going to be probably pretty popular plays. You know, Laurie Markkinen is only 8100. Yeah, on the slate, which is, yeah, that, I mean, I didn't end up with him in my, my dummy lineup here, but I'm going to try to work him in because that's just crazy cheap, I think, for, for Lori Markkinen. He's the alpha and omega on this, uh, you know, offense here for the Utah Jazz. Um, has some 50-point games under his belt as well, so he's got the same kind of ceiling uh, as a Mikael Bridges, but, uh, you know, 8,100, it's a little bit more expensive, but still. Um, he, he's, I, he has that in him all day, you know, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's low for him. You know, the there frequency were, there were is going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And there were times last year we, we saw Mark in it. What he, he hit almost 10 K on some slates, you know, price wise, mm-hmm. you know, low to mid nine hundred nine uh, nine thousands. I, I think that's, that's a great call on marketing and in, in this game in general, for sure. Yeah. And um, you know, we always like to attack Charlotte at the center position and, you know, it doesn't seem to matter who's playing center in Charlotte. They seem to always be bad at guarding the center position. So, you know, Walker Kessler, I think is going to be a popular uh, option here. 5,100. I I don't think I want to go there though. I'm much more interested in John Collins at 6,200. And uh, yeah, you know, he's been super involved in the offense as of late. Um, He's got what two 40 point games here in the last four games, uh, 30 point game, uh, you know, 30 point games mixed in there as well. Um, Pretty safe floor. And he still has a really decent ceiling, still a relatively young player um, going against this very weak Charlotte Hornets uh, defense. So uh, talk to me a little bit about John Collins. Sounds like you're on board with that as well. No. Yeah. And especially ever since the jazz, uh, you know, parted ways there with, with Kelly Olenek, he's not in town anymore. Um, that, that was kind of like a clear runway for Collins, a guy who they gave up some stuff to acquire. Um, I think that's a smart move. I've Collins has always been somewhat a polarizing player in, in fantasy circles. I guess I've always been a fan. Um, you know, he's, he's a, a freak athlete. He, he can hit the three, uh, especially corner dish threes, which he's, he's been getting a lot on the games that I've watched. Um, he's just a good rebounder in these up, these up tempo, uh, high tempo games. Um, he, he fills lanes well in, in transition. Uh, he's, he's a pretty good offensive rebounder. He's going to get you um, those peripheral stats. He'll get you some blocks and steals. And in a in a high high tempo game that you're probably not going to see a lot of defense. Uh, I think this is a perfect perfect spot for a guy like Collins. Uh, I, I I like the play. Yeah, anyone really in that front court, I think you can play here against the Charlotte Hornets. But the interesting thing about the Hornets on the other side of this is that they are surging recently. Uh, kind of had an influx here of uh, veterans that play better than the crappy young guys they've been playing. <laughs> so they've been yep. playing their veterans. And they've been winning some games uh, here and there. Um, so, you know, if they can keep this competitive, you know, again, that's another kind of, um, you know, uh, data point that we have that says, you know, hey, go ahead and play a Lori Market in or a John Collins because you're, you're spending up a little bit on those guys. But I think if, if this game is close, they're for sure going to pay off those price tags for you. But, Absolutely. Yeah. But let's talk about the uh, Charlotte side here. Um, you know, one guy I've been smashing in all my lineups here, Trey Mann. He is climbing in salary here at 5,500. Don't know if I can get to him here. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I do love the kid. I think he's a very talented player. I was very excited to see him 
uh, get into a situation where he'd be able to play. But uh, is there anybody that's and of course, you know, the other guy here that jumps out to me is Brandon Miller at 7000 in another young guy that's just absolutely taken over the reins of the offense here. Um, but, you know, as long as Miles Bridges is out there, he's kind of in the way of those guys. So, yep. I, I don't know. Are you are you getting to the point where you're going to have, you know, these guys on a lot of your rosters or, you know, are you super excited about any of them? Uh, well, like you said, you know, LaMelo Ball is still out here. He is practicing. Um, last I read, um, but he is out for this game. Um, said there's a chance he might, he might play Friday, but you know, that's, that's all still up in the air. Um, Trey Mann, um, he's, this kid's always had the talent. Um, you know, he's a, he's a long, longer type point guard. Um, he's been able to have the peripheral stats and he's getting the opportunity to get more shots off and, and a lot more usage, you know, with this opportunity here in Charlotte. And, uh, 5.5 K on DraftKings, it's getting to that teetering point where, you might be hitting the peak, of, you know, you're buying up for him. I do still see a scenario where, where he can still hit that, uh, hit that threshold to, to pay off that salary. Um, I, I understand, you know, maybe the hesitation, you know, you don't want to be late on guys necessarily, but if they keep giving him, you know, this, this 30, 30 plus minute role, um, I, I don't see why he can still hit that ceiling and, and pay that price tag off. So, um, I don't think it's a terrible play. Um, you know, if you're making a couple builds, I don't see why you can't have him in a couple. Is he a jam? Eh, he might not necessarily be a must roster guy, but um, I don't. I don't think you necessarily have to worry about him not having that type of ceiling. I, I think he could certainly pay off that price point. Fair enough. And uh, we are about halfway through the games we're going to cover here. We're going to hit about six of these ten games here on the site. Of course, this is an early look. We do go more in depth. Uh, behind the scenes here in our written content as part of the DFS pass at sportsethos.com. It's just five bucks a month, Pat. Five bucks. Five dollars. You can't even buy a cheeseburger anywhere for five dollars anymore. No. Go pick it up. It is uh, it is incredible. It's cheap. And you're going to lock in that price point uh, for, for life. I mean, if you don't cancel with us, we're never going to raise that price on you. So uh, once we do start getting the tools and everything that we need uh, to go ahead and ascend this thing to the next level, you guys will get access to all that at a, a stupid cheap price. So sign up now. Keep it and uh and ride this wave with us but uh you had uh, some other games you were looking at man hit me with another one you're looking at yeah another game that i kind of like here um like i said this is more so for gpps myself i'm i'm gonna always yeah. kind of preface that sure. uh, love it type, type <laughs> of tournaments uh, i'm a tournament guy that's what i play um we got wizards nuggets here okay mm-hmm. i understand the blowout factors there 100 percent um uh, the wizards showed a little bit of sign of life you know pre-all-star break there um you know, they started leaning into guys like Danny Avdia, um, you know, the guys they put some draft capital in. And this front office needs to see what they have in these guys. I mean, they're in no man's land here these last couple of years. They got to start giving these guys some run to see what, what type of roster they're building with here for the future. Um, I think you're going to keep seeing guys like Denny uh, get run. Um, even even a guy like Kula Ball, he's been getting a lot more playing time. Um, yeah, the price tag's risen on Denny, but he's a guy that I actually still don't mind playing at this tag. Um, he put up, I want to say, 71 DraftKings points last time out. We saw him on yeah. the floor. Um, you know, a lot of guys think this might not be sustainable, but I think this could be a situation where this might just be the type of player he is the rest of the year if he keeps getting this type of run, which which I don't really see why they wouldn't. Like I said, they, they invested high draft capital in him, and um, he, he's a guy I actually really like for this slate in general. Um, and as far as the Denver side, you know, I think you can get Joker at suppressed ownership here. Uh, I think the blowout factor is going to scare a lot of people off. Um, and I think this game might even stay a little closer than, than people think, uh, at least into the fourth quarter. 
I think uh, Joker's going to get his run in this game, and I think uh, you know he can hit that every time out, obviously. But I think there's a there's a world here where this game stays close, and um, you see guys like Joker and uh, Denny pay off those price points. And uh, last I looked, um, KCP, Murray, and Strother were all game time decisions, so that's something yeah. that we're going to want to keep eyes on for sure, no doubt. But uh, especially if guys like that are out, you know, that that goes back to my Joker point. They're going to be running the offense even more through him, and then. Your peripheral guys, you know, your Michael Porter Juniors are going to get more looks. Um, you know, your Aaron Gordons, even a guy like Reggie Jackson, those guys could uh, all smash their ceilings, especially if this game stays close, you know, into the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, they're trying for a win here. I think that could, they could easily pay off their price points. Yeah, I love it, man. And, uh, hey, let me pound my you know fist on the, the tabletop here some more. Danny Abija, I've been touting this guy for like the last two months. Uh, finally, finally, finally receiving these big games from him. Um, I was hoping with the touting that at some point Kyle Kuzma would be would be traded, of course, which didn't happen. But uh, supposedly Kyle Kuzma uh, rejected a trade offer to the Mavericks because he doesn't want to play for not at the contender, which yeah, is uh, pretty hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, Denny Avija, yeah, I think he's a fantastic player. Um, I think he's a nice you know young player here. I think they do want to keep rolling him out there and giving him you know big uh, big usage. Um, you know, Jordan Poole is kind of the one that's been <laughs> kind of taking a backseat to these guys, which is probably for the best, honestly. So, uh, yeah, I can ride with Denny there. He's 6,800. I think that's a great GPP play. And I, and I love, um, you know, finding guys with suppressed ownership that are just, um, I've won, you know, that was my biggest hit last year was with, with Jokic at center because everyone was just, it was on FanDuel. And at FanDuel, you have to lock in a center. You get one center and you have to lock in one center for the whole site. Um, and everyone was gravitating towards like Nas Reed, I think it was, because, uh, Gobert was out, right? And yeah. so, like, everybody was like, he was like 80% owned, and I had Jokic at like 5% owned, and Jokic oh was like, absolutely yeah. insane. Anyway. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is this is fantastic. So, uh, so you know, those are the kind of things that we look for, those are the opportunities. And, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, you know, you're right. If this does stay close, you know, and, and the thing about Denver is um, they don't traditionally blow people out of the water, it's just not their MO. They, um, yeah kind of methodic team right they don't have a lot of pace yeah so uh so i do like that call i think that's and it's a late it's a late game hammer too of course we always love those just from (laughs) from a mental a mental standpoint we like to have that uh that late game hammer uh okay let's go ahead and move on though let's talk about another one here um i'm trying to see here Uh, oh phoenix and dallas that was the other one that i wanted to talk about here Phoenix and Dallas, I think this is a fantastic game. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty highly owned game also. People are going to be probably all over this one. Uh, it's a high-profile game. Two teams that are pretty evenly matched, in my opinion. Sure. Um, I'm really not sure who's going to win this one. I, I'm curious, actually, what that spread is here. Uh, 2.5. Yeah, yeah 2.5. So, yeah. yeah, that's about seems about right to me. 243 is that game total. It's the second highest uh, on the slate there. So, again, I'm not being you know totally uh, you know controversial or anything like that. Um, no, but you're right. The, yeah, but but the one guy I like here a whole heck of a lot. Well, I'll say this: the matchup I like here a whole heck of a lot is Luka Doncic versus Devin Booker. I think either of those guys they seem to get up to play each other, and you know I this agree. is kind of a you know I, I don't really play narratives too strongly, right? I don't like yep. to lean too hard into them, but there are certain narratives where there you know when there's smoke there's fire, and anytime yep. these guys get together, there seems to be fireworks. It's like whatever you can do, I can do better type of type of deal. So one hundred percent. I've, I've got a roll of Devin Booker here um, just because of the price point, right? I want to, you know, it's a big slate. It's hard for me to justify, you know, putting 
a bunch of my salary into one guy. So Doncic is probably off the table for me. I don't mind getting to Doncic, but now that he's got all that help there with Gafford and, and PJ Washington and all that. Um, he doesn't have to do as much and Kyrie Irving's healthy. So um, yeah, the usage know, is down a little bit for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's of course through the roof with Luca. Don't get me wrong, oh, but you know, yeah. a little bit down, a little bit down for Luca, you know, that price point, like you said, a little bit goes a long way when you're paying up for somebody like that. Exactly. So I, I'm not sure if I can get to Luca, but I do love me some Devin Booker here. Um, and of course, you know, Bradley Beal is also questionable here um, with, I believe it's a, a face injury of some sort or, or something like that. Um, it, yeah. Ham, <laughs> hamstring slash nose. So a hamstring injury and a nose injury. Um, so if he doesn't suit up, of course, you know, we're going to get some more assists here from Devin Booker. He's going to be more of a point guard as well. So um, I like me some D book here. Uh, talk to me about this game. Anyone that is kind of standing out to you here that you'd like a whole lot. No, and like you said about the narrative base, um, you know, that's any any anybody you talk to or, or any content you follow in this space, you're going to have your guys that are a little more narrative based and your guys are a little more statistical uh, database, you know, and, you know, it's it, it's here or there. But I, I totally agree with what you're saying about these these two teams getting up to play each other um, and what should be probably two guys, two teams that have um, championship hopes. Um, I, I like the call of Devin Booker there, you know, being being a little bit uh, lower lower price than than Luca, but still having that ceiling, especially if if Beal ends up being out, we're gonna want to pay attention to that closer to tip. But like you said, this is an early look, so uh, I I totally agree with your call there. Um, Derek Lively and Maxi Kleber, both game time decisions for for the Mavericks. I'd like to mention as well. Uh, Lively's at at five k, Kleber's at four point three k. Um, we'll want to keep an eye on that. Absolutely. Um, but um, I, I love the the Booker call there. You know, he's got that ceiling. And he's one of those guys, you know, you, you start getting these back and forth in games. And you want to talk about a guy that when he gets hot and kind of bickering back and forth with somebody, he, he'll go down several possessions in a row and pull off isolations or post-ups. And he can get hot in a hurry. And I think this game does stay close. And uh, I think we're going to be in for a treat. And I, I, I like that call there with Booker. Yeah, I'm mostly I'm just looking forward to watching this game. So maybe that's my bias there. <laughs> All right. You did have one more game that you were uh, kind of, uh, you know, interested in there uh, more than other games. So what was that last game you kind of had to talk about over there? Yeah, this last game I'm going to go with is um the, the New York Knicks and Philadelphia 76ers. Got a yeah. 227 and a half total. Um, the Knicks are favored by a point and a half. Uh, it's going to be a close game. Um you know, big time Eastern Conference showdown. I think the Sixers mm-hmm. are still trying to prove themselves here, so that they can uh, compete with the elites of the East. You know, without without indeed being in the lineup. Um, I think you're going to see the Knicks and and Tibbs obviously stick with these heavy minute rotations. And I think in a game like DFS, you know, you want some certainty, and these guys are going to be out there playing minutes for the Knicks. Um, I think DiVincenzo coming off you know that hamstring tag, guys might be uh, scared off him a little bit in tournaments. Um, he's actually 7.7 K the last that I looked. Um, yeah. he was actually, I want to say he was up over, uh, 8 K on some slates here during this stretch. And as long as he's getting that run, he was getting, I, I think he could pay that price tag off in a, in a game stack there for sure. So I like DiVincenzo in this matchup, uh, precious Achua. I think this guy is just a Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> if you could, if you could ask Tibbs what his mold is for a forward or a guy to go out there, it'd be Precious Achua. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big reason why they went out and got him. And I think that's a big reason why he's playing 40 minutes a game for him almost. Uh, so I, I like those two guys for sure in this matchup and this matchup in general. Then on the Sixers side, um, I don't think you can go wrong with going back to Buddy Heald here. 
yeah, you might be buying up a little bit. We might be getting close to that ceiling, but uh, he's shown a little bit of a distribution factor here since the trade deadline being traded there. Um, he's giving you a little bit more value with the assists, and uh, we all know he can shoot the ball. Uh, they seem they seem uh, okay with giving him this run and pairing him out there with Maxi and giving him the minutes, and uh, he's done really well with the opportunity given to him. And I also like Paul Reed in this matchup. Um, you know, the first few games – he got the the nod there after Embiid going down. He was down with an illness there for a couple of games and got a little bit of foul trouble in a game or two as well. And uh, he kind of didn't put up the, you know, I think the, the numbers that people were looking for, you know, when that those first couple of games post Joel Embiid going down. And uh, ever since then, he's been, you know, he's been scoring at a, at a pretty good clip here as far as DraftKings points. He's at 5.9K, 5,900. Um, this guy has 50-plus fantasy point ceiling we've seen before. Uh, I think if you'd like to try getting in a game stack with that game, um, Paul Reed, the guy to, to get in there, too. So uh, that's a game that I kind of like myself. And like you said, you don't always like to bet for overtime. But with a spread like that, it uh, should be a close game. You might even get some bonus minutes, too. So Yeah, this is another case where two teams are pretty, pretty evenly matched, I would say, for me on paper, for sure. I mean, they're both... Uh, banged up, you know, um, really good teams, but they're banged up right now, kind of relying on some of their second string guys. Um, but I like those calls. I think DiVincenzo specifically for a, uh, a you know, GPP play. I think he's a fantastic one because he does scare the crap out of me. I know that much because I yeah. have rostered him, uh, you know, when he's been in this this exorbitant uh, price tag and um, he has burned me in the past. So um, so I get that entirely. But um, yep. yeah, for me, it's always it's always about Hartenstein uh, on the Knicks. I know he's uh, <laughs> probable for this one. So uh, but I don't think I'm going to get to him. But 6,800 is kind of a, a little pricey for me there. But sure. uh, he's always sure. the guy I like there. But um, but I like your calls do as well um, for, for this game as well. So let's roll with those. Um, all right. We're going to go ahead and re- oh, you, you mentioned Bobby, Buddy Hill. I wanted to, uh, that's what I was thinking about while you were talking there. Uh, I want to go ahead and pat myself on the back again. My alternate timeline fantasy pass piece out there, which was all 30 teams. I covered a guy. If they ended up getting traded or something changed, they would kind of take off. Buddy Heald was definitely on there. I'm feeling good about him. I am happy about him. I'm happy about that. I got him some best ball squads as well. So, um, sure. so I like that call as well, for sure. But Absolutely. Yeah, um, Fantasy Pass, by the way, if you guys need that, $6 a month at SportsEthos.com. And you can get it all looped together for 22 bucks a month as the Ethos 360 Pass. Uh, and just go get that, turn it on. I mean, it's really, really not that expensive if you guys are out there doing this stuff daily. So uh, we cover all the sports. So, uh, all right, we do have uh, a little bit of time here, uh, Pat. I'd like to go through and just talk about a few guys we haven't touched on that I'm pretty excited about in you know games that I might not be not be excited about the game, but I'm excited about the individual or the kind of um, you know opportunity here. So I've got three guys who I'd like to talk about, and while I'm talking, you can kind of look for for you some from some for you as well. But uh, I want to start here with my boy on the Chicago Bulls, of course, Andre Frickin Drummond. <laughs> uh, over the break, over the break, we did get a uh, little um, message here, or a little uh, uh, un- unfortunate news here that uh, Tory Craig hurt himself, I believe, working out at his home equipment or something along those lines, uh, and he's going to be out here now. What happens there? Uh, we have no Patrick Williams, we have no Zach Levine, of course. The Bulls are exceedingly thin in the front court, so I will tell you guys in this matchup against Boston, I am. 90% certain that the Bulls are going to go with the double big lineup that they've been featuring recently uh, with Andre Drummond next to Nikola Vucevic. And uh, I think it's actually going to be pretty 
pretty good against this Boston team. I don't think the Bulls are going to win this game. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not a delusional fan. But I do think it's going to be a good one here. And I do think that Drummond, uh, with his permanent upside here, uh, is somebody you have to look at, even at 6,100. I mean, I'm playing GPP just like you, Pat. So um, yep. he's one of those guys I don't think is going to be very highly owned. Um, yep. And I think I've got a little bit of a, you know, I don't want to say insider knowledge, but I've got a little bit of an edge because I am a fan and I, I'm pretty certain about what they're going to do here with their lineup. Um, you know, the other ways that they can go with this is they can play, obviously, Caruso. Um, they're going to play him anyways. They're going to play Desudmu. But these guys are not going to help against a, a pretty big uh, Boston Celtics side that likes to play Al Horford next to Kristaps Porzingis sometimes. So I, I really do think they're going to go double bigs here. Um, 6100 for for Andre Drummond. You know, I, I think he's going to pay off that price tag. I'm really hoping so, at least. And uh, he's really got a, a massive upside. I'm going to name two other guys here. And these are sub 4,000 guys. So these are really just cost savers that I've got in my lineup right now, which I'm I'm pretty pretty bullish on. Uh, first and foremost, Grady Dick on Toronto Raptors, 3,200. <clears throat> I'm waiting for the game where Grady Dick um, shoots the lights out of the ball because this kid can freaking shoot. I'm telling you right now. Um, he has not really had it just yet. He had a game a while ago. I'm trying to see here. Um, he had 18 points uh, a couple of games ago, so 22 DK points. But he had a 22-point uh, game against the Pelicans, 34 DK points, uh, about, looks like about uh, two or three weeks ago. Um, and that's the kind of thing I'm looking for here. You know, this kid has the ability to pop off. And, of course, I'm playing GPPs. So, you know, if this guy does put up a 30-piece at 3,200, he's obviously paying off massively for me there. Uh, the last guy I'm going to mention here is Jose Alvarado on the Pelicans at 3,400, uh, going up against the Houston Rockets. And look, you know, um, no Dyson Daniels, he's going to be out there. I believe last I looked, um, I forward one of them recalled that. I think someone else on the – Brandon Engram, I think, is yeah, questionable with an illness. So if he doesn't go, there's more opportunity there as well, more shots open there for him as well. Um, he's not necessarily a shooter. He's more of a guy that, you know, secures steals. So maybe you want to look at him on a, on a site like FanDuel where you get, I believe it's uh, a three uh, points for a steal or a block as opposed to, I think it's, two on DraftKings, if I remember correctly. Um, so, you, you know, maybe you look for him on that site instead. But but still, um, I think even on DraftKings, he's a decent price tag here at 3400 because he's going to guarantee get in for about 15 to 20 minutes. And I think he's going to produce in those minutes because you typically he does. He, he's typically very, very active. So um, those are three guys I just kind of wanted to, you know, shout out there as guys that I'm kind of, uh, you know, identifying across the board in, in some other uh, spots. Any guys that kind of jump out to you like that, Pat? Yeah, and, uh, you know, j- just to preface, you know, especially your Drummond call there, you know, especially if you're watching these games on League Pass or whatever, I don't know, if, you know, what 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 type of, you know, viewers a lot of, the, of our listeners are, I'm assuming, you know, probably a lot of you guys watch the games. But, yeah, the Bulls have been rolling this double big lineup out there a lot, especially in matchups, you know, against some bigger teams. Um, you know, they're going against the Celtics. I think you could see some Porzingis and Horford out there, and I, and I do – I love the call there. Um, I think they could go back to this lineup here – and even, you know, we want, we want to pay attention these first couple of games out of the, the all-star break. You know, maybe this is a lineup that the Bulls just keep going to a little bit more regardless of matchup. Um, so I, I love that drum and call there. He obviously, we've all, we all know his ceiling that he has, and I like that call. And the Grady Dick call as well. Uh, you know, I followed him. I'm, I'm a big college basketball fan myself. And um, he was a big prospect coming into college last year. Uh, he's one and done. He, he, has, he does have a great shooting upside and upside in general as a player. If he could just get a little run. Maybe somebody gets injured or some foul trouble or he just gets hot early. He could easily hit that, you know, that low price point. And um, I do have a couple guys here myself, um, mainly more punt style plays for me. Uh, so I'm going to start here with Rashawn Holmes. He's at 3.8K. Um, he was recently traded to the Wizards here. 
Um, they're going against the Nuggets. Um, I think there's a chance maybe we see Bagley get in foul trouble early against Nurk. I mean, against Joker there here, excuse me, uh, against the Joker. Um, if he gets in foul trouble early, I think we can maybe see some extended run from a 3,800 Rashawn Holmes. And uh, if you followed Holmes throughout his career, uh, he's got some fantasy upside, you know, when he gets the run and, and gets some usage. Um, I kind of like that at, at 3,800. And even if, you know, Bagley doesn't get necessarily maybe nicked up or in foul trouble, um, I think you could maybe start seeing Holmes get a little bit more run here, um, you know, as a backup center, at least in, in the Wizards, Wizards rotation. Um, another guy is, uh, I know we mentioned um, earlier uh, Trey Mann uh, for the for the Hornets, but Fisalije Micic, I know he had his big game the first game out. Um, he's kind of hasn't lived up to that, you know, the last couple of games out, but um, he is still getting run and he has shown us a little bit of that ceiling. Um, so if he gets hot or, if, uh, you know, maybe man gets in foul trouble or, you know, his ownership's a little high, you never know. Maybe Meechit could be a decent punt uh, leverage play there. Maybe uh, maybe get a little lucky and show you his ceiling a little bit there at uh, 3,800. And the last guy I had there is um, Chris Dunn. Um, in this Utah uh, backcourt, he's just kind of always getting getting minutes. He's always kind of getting his run. Um, they love using him in, in uh, long spurts. With, with this uh, rotation, um, he's always going to have a pretty good floor for 3,800. And he has shown, uh, you know, 33 plus, 30 to 33 plus fantasy point upside um, at his price point. So he's always the kind of guy that I look to on certain maybe turbo slates or even just punt plays in general. He's a guy, if you're looking for a cheap guy to throw in, uh, he can always come close to hitting that price point off for you. And he's got a, he's got a decent ceiling for his price point is what I'll say. Pat. Fantastic work, my friend. I love those calls. Uh, I'm all on board with all those. Of course, those are guys I always, I always love to, to shout out on this uh, program as well. So uh, we are uh, in line here. I love this, uh, this little sync we've got here going on. All right, guys, that is going to do it though for our show. That is it, Pat. Congratulations on a successful first show. Do follow him, uh, Pat. Where can people find you on Twitter and find your work, my friend? Uh, Twitter, I am at Stat Patter. Uh, a little bit of a play on words, but it's going to be a capital S and a capital P, and the patter is P-A-T-T-E-R. I mean, uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, you can find me there. It's pretty much really all I use um, as far as social media. You can find me there. And, uh, yeah, I don't tweet as much as I, as I used to, but it's something that I am going to start doing more here going forward. Um, so go ahead and give me a follow there. You'll find some NBA talk, some hoops talk, and uh, – general DFS fantasy and uh, gambling talk there. So go ahead and give me a follow there and uh, you might get a couple kicks here and there. Yeah, absolutely. Give him a follow. You never know when you're going to get that free freebie that's going to get you a whole bunch of money. So uh, I am Keith Fork. Of course, you can find me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at, at Ethos Keith, at Ethos Keith. And please do also follow at Ethos DFS. At Ethos DFS is where you're going to find all of our DFS shows. Hey, everybody. Until next time, go get that money.